Welcome to the Business Collective Podcast with Terry Fletcher. Weekly conversations and insights on how to go from employee to consultant in any business field where your years of expertise can be showcased. Take your career to the next level, entrepreneurship. Now here's your host, nationally recognized healthcare consultant, speaker, and author, Terry Fletcher. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Business Collective Podcast. My name is Terry Fletcher. So today, I wanted to get into something that I'm actually putting the cart before the horse here, because I've had some questions. And thank you for those of you that I've been really loyal listeners since the beginning in March of the Business Collective Podcast, and understanding the journey and the insight it takes to get from employee to entrepreneur. But for those of you that have launched your business or have started a business or are even even a year into your business or more, I've had some questions about how do we prepare for the post-coronavirus business world. And I really didn't want this podcast to touch on that, but it would almost feel like I didn't notice we had a pandemic if I didn't at least speak to some of the issues that people have asked me about, and also that I'm feeling. So we need to be understanding and heads up about what we're dealing with and not sweep it under the carpet and really understand that there are things that you can do right now to prepare for the post coronavirus business world, because things are going to change. Let's face it, social distancing, telemedicine, self quarantine. These are all words that at the start of 2020, weren't even part of some of your vocabulary. But several months into the new decade, we're all hearing and using them daily. There's no denying that the coronavirus outbreak has dramatically changed just about every facet of just about every person's life around the world, not just in your bubble, in your state, in your city, in your town, but around the world. And from a business perspective, the stock market saw its largest one-day loss and largest one-day gain in history. The U.S. saw the largest job loss to report ever. We are in uncharted waters, and how long we will remain here and remain in them is still uncertain. Even though we're slowly seeing some of uh, certain things open up, we're also seeing that According to some states and governors, they're not liking how quickly everybody is uh, starting to open up and flock to beaches and flock everywhere. So we have to understand that in this post pandemic, and that's where we're headed, we have to know what we can do. And there's one thing that we all know, that is that this outbreak will change the lives of everyone for years and decades to come. Nearly 20 years after 9-11, for those of you that remember that, enhanced airport security, no-fly lists, and counterterrorism efforts, they're still the norm. So that changed for everyone. And the same will be true of COVID-19 aftermath. But is your business ready for the largest macro trends that we're about to see? Let's take a look. So number one would be the rise of enhanced websites and digital tools. So many non-essential businesses, including things like retail stores, hair salons, warehouses, factories, offices, etc., they had their brick and mortar locations, their office locations closed, and they didn't have any technical tools to survive with their physical locations shut down. So I've seen a tremendous increase in businesses reaching out and ready to take the leap into digital. 
And it's critical for businesses to be able to not only just survive, but to hopefully thrive through enhanced websites and digital tools so they can still serve their customers. So you can still sell your product, your services, and things like e-commerce, meaning you're selling things online in industries that never utilized e-commerce before, advanced uh, product configurations, chatbots, and mobile applications. Now they're in greater demand than ever as small and medium-sized businesses really are forced into joining the new decades technology revolution. And these new tools are helping businesses stay afloat during the virus outbreak and will be a macro trend that becomes even more important as social distancing becomes common practice. And I really do believe it's going to be commonplace practice for a while, not just for this outbreak, but what if we have future outbreaks, they said a second wave could come, which is really unfortunate. But you have to know what is coming and prepare for it. That's the biggest thing that happened during this whole pandemic and this whole public health emergency. Nobody seemed to be prepared. So luckily, with my business, I was prepared, not that I anticipated it. But about 70% of my business is digital. And the other 30% can be switched to digital if I need to at a moment's notice. And it's just crazy how it just worked out that way. But number two is cybersecurity concerns take center stage. I'm already seeing when I mentioned earlier something about telehealth, I'm already seeing because the government has made access to healthcare easier for people who are being told everyone's being told to stay at home, or was being told for the most part, uh, and people who are sick how to get healthcare. Well, they relax some rules on that from a telehealth perspective. So they can get it over the phone, they can get it over audio video. But the problem with that is is it compromises privacy, it compromises patient information, and it compromises how um, cyber attackers and cyber hackers can get into uh, people's information. And so this is a huge topic to not only small and medium sized businesses, but large businesses. And the, um, the EU which is the European Union, they have a general data protection regulation, California's Consumer Privacy Act, and there's other privacy laws around the country also considered HIPAA, uh, as well as countless news stories about the cost and impact of data breaches. It's now something that small businesses are being forced to really confront head on. I have a couple of medical practices that said that they're going to have to purchase credit protection for patients who are using the audio and video uh, telehealth platform. Platform. That's crazy to me. It's unfortunate, actually, is the word I should use, because patients are trying to get medical care. And now they have to worry about when they're on FaceTime with their physician, that somebody can hack in and get all their personal information. So that's a problem. Also, with the surge of employees working remotely during the virus outbreak, we've seen more and more data breaches and cyber attacks. Remember, you told all your if you are a, a um, business that told all your staff to go home, or if you're an employee trying to get into uh, entrepreneurship, and you were told to go home and work, basically, you're saying, okay, can I set up at my dining room table if you don't have a specific office? And it, is my laptop? Okay, do I have just an iPad or a tablet? You know, how are you working things? And what is the privacy? Or how are you making sure that that cybersecurity uh, is confronted and employees using unsecured infrastructures, unsecured um, access to internet and Wi-Fi. Third-party tools are two of the leading causes of potential breaches. 
combine this with data storage, access practices, privacy laws, and again, HIPAA non-compliant uh, platforms, and suddenly there's a need for secure solutions right now. Additionally, during this time, we've also got to deal with overseas uh, cyber attacks. And I've seen many clients have told me that they had it on their uh, website, things like brute force attacks, denial of service attacks, um, and other types of attempted attacks have increased. And so again, the need for keeping website and web servers up to date and secure is really important. More businesses will be forced to invest in technology that is secure, scalable, accessibly, uh, accessible remotely, and follows the onslaught of new data privacy and security regulations. I actually got even more um, cyber secure within my uh, computer system because I deal with remote location audits. And so I want to make sure there was no way I could be attacked as well. So there's certain things that you really have to do right now so that post pandemic you are protected because who knows what could happen. Number three is an increase in virtual meetings. There are tremendous increase in virtual meetings. This is a trend that we should have predicted, but it will be here to stay. As soon as a lot of conferences and uh, in-person seminars and things like that. If you're a service-based business like I am, started to go downward and my webinars and webcasts started to increase over the last few years, I had a feeling this was going to happen. Kind of a funny story, I actually have stock in Zoom, which was doing terrible in January. And now it's one of my busiest and most profitable stocks that I have. So again, remember when I talked about being able to pivot on a moment's notice, this is one of those times where we have to pivot because virtual meetings are here to stay. Now there's no substitute for a face-to-face -face meeting and a handshake, but of course now a handshake is an elbow touch for the next few years as we anticipate the trends of virtual meetings to continue. And this won't just apply to, to, to the traditional business world. It's going to apply in other aspects of our life. Realize that virtual meetings with your doctor, so telehealth, your therapist, your banker, even possibly your hairstylist for a consultation, that'll be interesting, uh, could happen. And this will be a tremendous cost and time savings to all parties involved. Now, it's not the same, but this trend that has already started prior to the outbreak will only become more amplified as we continue into this new decade. Preparing for this trend goes far beyond having a virtual meeting space and software. Things like digital brochures, digital business cards. That's why I do a podcast. That's my digital business card. Tutorial, tutorial videos and enhanced website information will all follow this trend and become necessities as businesses will find it more difficult to physically hand materials to their customers. And I even did something this morning and actually it brings up a good point when it comes to virtual information. You know, I keep getting back and forth on my investment group that I belong to. And they keep saying, can we schedule another call? Can we schedule another call? We have more questions. I'm like, can you just email me the questions? This is a tough week for me. I'm presenting at several conferences, I'm creating materials. And I just don't have time for another call that to me was them just trying to market business and give me their background once again. I'm like, just email it to me and I'll get it to you. So a lot of virtual meetings, virtual information and digital age is really what you have to um, be aware of and make sure that that's going to be uh, something that you can handle in your business as you start to figure out what your business space is. Now, number four, increase control and expenses. One of the things that I just added, it should be on my website as we speak, as this podcast drops, and I mentioned it in one of the previous Business Collective podcasts, is my virtual C-suite for healthcare. 
And with the unprecedented business shutdown across America, businesses will be increasingly looking at ways to have a greater degree of control over their expenses. So this will include business requesting, uh, businesses requesting shorter contract durations, which I've already seen. I've seen businesses say, hey, can we do a six month instead of a year this time? And then in six months, we'll look at it. And so it's not that the work is going away. I've actually had increased client base, but it's changing. And so I've seen now they want emergency clauses and provisions in agreement should we have another viral outbreak. Um, They have ways to have more easily scalable workforce utilizing temporary workers and temporary agencies. And that's why I created the uh, healthcare virtual C-suite. So if somebody needs a CFO or a CEO or a CIO or anybody, an administrator, we have it for them because now that price, we're they're not paying a six-figure price to somebody. Well, it depends on the size, but pretty much they're not uh, for services that they may not be able to afford but still need. And they're also going to be looking at recurring expenses. So looking to control that. And this is always something that I've talk to businesses that this should have been something they were doing all, you know, all along. But while we have witnessed firsthand, nearly every client um, of ours expressed the need to reduce expenses, not just as a result of the virus, but also as a practice they want to continue in the future, it's been a wake up call. And this is a good business practice, regardless, the pain felt during this economic turndown will create scars that will likely last years into the future. But it's something that they a lot of practices, a lot of businesses have asked themselves, what do I need versus what do I want? And there's a big difference in that answer there. So now everybody's looking at necessity versus what they want and what's a luxury. So make sure your business has answers when your customers ask for ways they can be saving, reducing contract terms, or protecting their business from future disasters and catastrophes if you're in the advice or in the service business, and if you want to keep those customers. One of the things I did is I have a membership service for question and answers on billing and coding in the medical field. And so I offered in, for my returning clients, I offered a... um, 10% discount on their renewal. So if it was, for example, 1200 a year, now they're only paying uh, $1,080 to renew. And I wanted to be proactive about that before I had an actual client ask me for a 50% reduction or a different reduction. So they saw that I understood that we were in a pandemic. I understood that everybody needs to be flexible. And I controlled not only my expenses, but what was appropriate for me is what I still felt my value was worth and 10% was the biggest discount that I felt was appropriate. You can't give away the store, but you also need to show flexibility and you need to show your client base that you're with them and you understand that this is a tough time. And every single one of the clients that I extended that, um, that discount to, they renewed. So it's, you know, you want to make sure that you are very flexible, but not overdoing it. And then the last one is that there's going to be even more remote employees. So with the previous four trends, this is coming in as the number five, an even larger shift to remote employees. Many businesses that fought the trend of employees working remotely are now realizing that in being forced to shut down their offices, remote employees can still be efficient, can still be effective, definitely economical, and something millennials and the Generation Z demand. But you need to make sure that you are in control of how that remote or telecommunicated uh, employee works. 
I have seen certain clients tell me they say, well, we have a great client, but she wants this, this and this. I'm like, wait a minute, what are you offering? It's not what they want. It's what you're offering. And if they don't want that, then move on to the next one. People are losing their jobs like crazy. You need to make sure that they understand you're in control of that. You're the employer and you're going to be paying them. They can give insight and say, I would like to have and then you can decide if you want to give that. But you don't want to have somebody also take advantage of the situation either. So with more remote employees coming uh, in the increase and the increased need for all of the first points mentioned, this trend is something that started over a decade ago, but it will continue to be amplified following this COVID-19 outbreak. So these trends will be relevant not just in 2020, but likely well beyond. And making decisions to position your company now for these changes in the business world will make sure that your business is ready at the forefront of the new remote digital technology revolution. So if your dream was to sell antiques, you're going to have to make sure, for example, that you've got a good website, that you've got little videos of what you have if you have a brick and mortar. If you're a service-based business, make sure that you're able to do Zoom meetings, make sure that you have options for your clients so that they can have a face-to-face with you, but possibly digital means until we can get back in their offices. I have many clients that are waiting for me to come and do some training that are waiting for me to come to their practices, to their hospitals. But because I'm in healthcare, we have some rules before we can make that happen. And so we've really embraced the digital platform to make sure that not only can I continue my business, but they can continue to get the services that I offer and we can work together uh, in the business uh, arena. So really take a look at these things because I think these macro trends are sometimes thought of as just a fad. That is not the case. For those of you really trying to make that adjustment or make that leap from from employee to entrepreneur, you're going to have to embrace this digital age. You just are. There's not going to be an option. If you're somebody thinking that, well, you know, I still like to do things on paper. I journal on paper because I retain it easier. But that doesn't mean that I don't have an iPad, a smartphone, an iPhone, a, you know, I have four computers, a really good laptop. You want to update that at least every three to four years, if not sooner. Making sure that you can, um, access your clients, that you can start your business, that you can really embrace your business and pivot if you need to. I keep saying that, but what you thought your dream business was going to look like and what it may look like now could be something completely different. But that doesn't mean that you don't keep driving, don't keep wanting it, and don't keep moving in the direction that will enable you to get that entrepreneurship that you're looking for. And one of the things with working remotely, for those of you that are still doing that, it gives you some time to actually put those things into play because you're at home, because you're in a space where you can take that hour, that two hours, and not feel like you're wasting time. You can actually think about what you want to move into. You can think about the name of your business. You can think about where in the industry that you've seen today has some place that you could fill in some kind of a gap. And so keep thinking about that, keep working towards that, but just pivot and make sure that you are including these digital platforms, not only now, but also post-pandemic. All right, everyone, make it a great day and a great week, and I'll see you next week on the Business Collective Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Business Collective Podcast. Drop us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. 
check out our website and blog at www.business-collective.com. 